0: You just lost uh, 15 minutes to <laughs> a little faux pas well, what's, okay. what's 15
1: minutes i i do this in my sleep Ugh, i'm actually kind of disappointed because we had some good okay. good lines in there um, time
0: yeah time doesn't mean anything anyway you looked great clapping with that sig in your mouth
1: by the yeah it's like ratso rizzo uh, we were just talking
0: about how anna's not supposed to be smoking but she is anyway
1: yeah i'm just having that Chaotic, <laughs> chaotic good. Um, uh, do you think that the toilet trick works for cigarette smoke? You know, like if you. What's the toilet trick? I've been told by several men now that if you go number two and you stink the place up, you light a match. Yeah. That works? Yeah. Well, it works for that, but I don't know if it works for this.
0: I think the sulfur or whatever when you blow a match out yeah it neutral neutralizes yeah I think it'll air out by the time daddy's home <laughs> yeah I hope so <laughs> why don't you put a bunch of perfume on and I didn't bring any you didn't bring any. I didn't bring any perfume fuck oh I have a bunch I got a little sample flight from um Florida regime too oh nice do you have because like, I wanted to try the new Chloe one nice I mazel tov to Chloe 70 on the birth of her baby by the way
1: oh yeah and, and did we do that already yeah we did it already but god whatever no but good for her I'm gonna keep repeating myself also congratulations to Ali Marzella on the birth of her baby congrats artwork I, I have nothing bad to say about women who give birth Absolutely, once that's, you give, what, that, that's where we
0: draw the line. Yeah, once
1: you give birth, you're beyond reproach.
0: Yeah, you're good in our book. <laughs> You've done your, your job.
1: Um, God, where do we begin? Um,
0: um, what, where were we going to begin?
1: <laughs> uh, well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket, some NYT articles, a new piece by Amber, Amber wrote a piece in Damage Mag about
0: the it's, it was called uh, I'm Not Wearing a Mask.
1: Yeah I was like touche Amber that's really going to piss people <laughs> off right out the gate.
0: Um, and she of course is masking but it's sort of about the the new wave of enforced kind of positivity. Yes and she makes the point that it's kind of an inverse of the of the former like libtard scold obsession with trauma yes and suffering and now any kind of anything that voices a disease with the state of things mm-hmm. is seen as a kind of lack of moral social fortitude
1: yeah I feel I mean I feel especially bad for Amber because she of all people should not be hiding those DSLs behind a mask that's for sure yeah if you got it flaunt it can we get a sheer mask (laughs) like an organza
0: like a beautiful veil is that not gonna
1: cut it you 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 have some catholic veils I do, I do. But they're very porous. Yeah. I imagine that. They don't work. I don't, does wearing a bandana or a t-shirt work?
0: I can't imagine that it does. I don't believe any any of this shit. Well, yeah. It's just, I do it for others' peace of mind. Yeah. And so I don't get get horribly shamed.
1: Yeah, I felt a little shamed because, um in the article Amber starts like begins with mocking all these like promotional emails that you get and the ones yeah. that, that are like the the biggest object of her hatred and ire are the ones that are like the promotional emails for cute masks and the little cottage industry of people sewing masks, corporations ma- making masks and then like yeah. Etsy entrepreneurs making masks to uh, own the corporations. Uh, the mask
0: as like a, a new consumer option for self-expression. Yeah. Rather than like a symbol of a, a pandemic
1: plague. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's really sad. I mean, I was thinking about this because every time you roll into like a bodega or a wine shop or like the mailing store, you have to now make like very warm, congenial, sustained eye contact with the person behind the counter. Yeah. Which I go out of my way to, yeah. 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 Smise, if you will. Yeah.
0: Smile with my eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, to like um, broadcast some sort of congenial, kind of almost conspiratorial energy, like we're in this together. A pathological goodwill. Yeah, and it's like I hope you and your family are safe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in good health? <laughs> yeah, refugees welcome here, but only if they're wearing a mask. Um, we're all in this together. But it's like the one good thing about New York was that you could avoid contact with people. You could, yeah. You could walk into a place of business and pretend you were drunk and/or mentally ill. And now I you mean, can't. I was well. I was
0: talking to Kyle and Allison. Yesterday, who are in Chinatown, and they were both expressing kind of the sentiment that it feels so fucked up and dangerous outside. Yeah, that they basically just act mentally ill to so people don't fuck with them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> who, what, which, who, which, like, kind of OG comic had that bit that they like walk down the street like shaking and shivering? I think it was like Louis C.K. or somebody, or like Andrew Dice Clay, like one of these people that. <laughs> is canceled or whatever um andrew dice clay is surprisingly not canceled
0: he's they haven't got they haven't gotten him yet
1: yeah i guess because he's like of the howard stern slash donald trump mode where he never pretended to be
0: yeah his whole thing respectful
1: was a of women a bad boy mm-hmm. or minorities <laughs> and i saw somebody tweeting about um jerry seinfeld and how like he's not canceled not because he's so like risque and outra, but because he's a corny boomer he's like people they tried people. to
0: cancel him for dating a teen
1: right oh yeah he was one
0: when of when he was in his 30s he dated that
1: busty busty teen shoshana lawnstein shoshana long teen <laughs> With those big fat knockers. Yeah, she was like, she now has like a Bloomingdale's bland, brand called Shoshana Bland uh, Freudian good for slip. Her. Good for her. Where she sells um, kind of like prim and proper Jackie O dresses for chicks with big tits.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good. That's a nice, a nice
1: market. Yeah, it's, probably. It's probably pretty lucrative. Um,
0: but yeah, there was a wave a while ago where people were like,
1: "How come no one talks about?" Jerry Seinfeld fucking a teen. Yeah, she was like seventeen and he was thirty four or something. Hot. Hot to me. Yeah. Imagine if you were seventeen and some guy who had kind of the cultural clout and net worth of Jerry Seinfeld tried to date oh, you. My God. Would you be like, No, this anything. is wrong. I would do anything. Do you think um Jeffrey Seinfeld <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Jerry Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> yeah, is on the Jeffrey Jerry Epstein, Epstein. <laughs> flight logs. Um, no, there's I don't there's like a local We would know. We, we would know. know yeah, was. it's being on the Epstein flight logs is sort of like donating to Bernie's campaign. Everybody knows, and if you are in the first case and aren't in the second case, you get socially shamed for it. Hmm. I guess like, but those
0: I donated to Bernie, regretfully.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I will come clean. Smart. I have to. Smart. I will come clean. I didn't feel. I feel like if, if I'm gonna sink my money into donations, I will donate directly to like a homeless shelter, an animal shelter, or some other cause I believe in. I don't. I don't believe that any of these charitable causes actually deliver on what they say they're gonna do for the most part.
0: I donated to a GoFundMe for the the staff of KGB bar.
1: Yeah, like that kind of stuff. That's nice. Yeah.
0: The outsourced social media welfare state.
1: (laughs) Yeah, another kind of intensification of stuff that's already been happening. It's sad to see the number of people who are now starting GoFundMes and, like, you know, you say a little prayer because you're lucky and not there yet, but, like... This is already going on. It's been going on for years. Like, people going on Kickstarter or GoFundMe to to fund their medical bills.
0: In lieu of a functioning healthcare industry, yeah.
1: Um, Bleak. But, yeah, I think... uh, Were people mad about this Amber article? I haven't really been on Twitter, actually.
0: Um, People are always kind of mad at Amber, I feel. Um... I don't know. I didn't perceive any real backlash.
1: Yeah. I think I think the only backlash I saw was, like, of the tune uh, of Amber is dumb, but her haters are even dumber. Yeah. Which falls under the category of, I don't read her work. I don't listen to the podcast she's on. It's always that. Exactly. That's my favorite, like, form of critique these days, where you... Uh, deny the fact that you've engaged with any of this cultural production but then dismiss it anyway
0: yeah because someone's from
1: Brooklyn or something <laughs> yeah um, but so I guess the gist of, of um, her piece is this kind of ironic situation now where like all the kind of leftist progressive SJ dub types are mad that people are displaying certain unpopular or unacceptable emotions when originally these were the people that held Who that you could never be wrong if you talked about your feelings right um, I see
0: that happening for sure as someone who's been core shamed
1: <laughs> yeah you were you, you were a lot of people shamed you for breaking quarantine mm-hmm yeah yeah um, which I stand by not being
0: that big of a deal. <laughs> um, and I do think it was primarily people who are not um, New Yorkers. Right. Who do not know the specific pain of <laughs> being trapped in a very small space.
1: Yeah, we're, we don't have like Vast expanses of nature At our disposal where we can like Go hiking and not see another person For don't miles do have
0: another room <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> To go into
0: I can like sit on a couch or sit in a chair Basically
1: Yeah 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 you can or go
0: for a cucked little walk
1: Yeah where have you been walking I haven't been It's like various industrial sites I feel like social media yeah. is the real pandemic
0: Go off. It's like,
1: you know, it brings out the worst in human nature and and precludes the possibility of actual solidarity. And now it happens that it's all we have. Yeah, and it's just become an
0: an amplified tool of of shaming Mm -hmm. and policing people's (laughs) conduct. Yeah, but all. But now it's easier to kind of encrypt your activities.
1: Wait, say that again?
0: No. It's easier to sort of encrypt your activities now.
1: What do you mean? Like,
0: no one really has to know what you're doing. Yeah. Anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they, I I guess, yeah, you can...
0: Not that they ever did, but you can really, if you so choose, you can kind of, I mean, become highly discreet.
1: Yeah, which is... Maybe that's a positive. I wonder if there's going to be any sort of pushback against social media. I doubt it. And if it and if it exists, it will take the form of some sort of like cottage industry, grassroots political statement mongering sort of thing. Um, but I was re- that's somehow still being promoted on social media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'm reminded of like David Cayley's point again that we will only know in hindsight if the quarantine worked. But even given that, we'll never know for sure if it was the only way, because it's not a controlled experiment, right? Like we don't have another alternate universe Earth where there's no quarantine as a control. Well, well, Belarus is the only only state, not
0: imp- only country, not imposing social distancing. And Sweden, right? Sweden I, Sweden's kind of going a little it's, it, they're doing like a soft social distancing thing but not not really
1: yeah and like I, I think it was the Swedish health minister who said like Sweden isn't the one that's conducting the uncontrolled experiment the rest of the world is conducting this uncontrolled experiment hmm. um, but yeah I think like uh, Amber talks about basically wearing the uh, masks in the piece mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the kind of the ventilator mask or the respirator mask and a cheerful countenance that, that that is like that dog in a burning home meme that's like it's fine everything is fine right that hang in there cadence yeah we've sort
0: of been expected to adopt um yeah well shall well I mean it sucks because it's everyone's suffering you know except for people who have already basically been living like this who are poorly socialized mm-hmm. and should be ostracized from society like me. <laughs> <laughs> but for you know even reasonably socialized people it is a sacrifice but then of course there are people making it, i.e. essential workers people who are sick mm-hmm. or whatever like making greater sacrifices but it doesn't quite diminish one's suffering to think about how bad things are universally
1: yeah i mean again this is like this goes back to this kind of like double welbeck zizek point that like uh the the only people whose uh kind of expectations uh form to the reality are essential workers and especially healthcare workers on the front lines for the rest of everybody else you hear all this horrible news and see this horrible data but it doesn't really quite hit home
0: yeah even in New York it's Uh, like it's not like we're walking over bodies or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. We I mean we've heard we, we've heard the sirens. We've seen the pictures of like these like islands with makeshift hospital tents and so on, but it doesn't really kind of, you know, even for me like right, like my grandpa died of covid, but he was 99. So, yeah. it's something that that, you know, a lot of, you can make the case that a lot of people who die of covid again die of pre-existing conditions. Like being
0: alive, yeah. <laughs> and getting old,
1: and like yeah, I think like Amber is right in diagnosing that the, that this overall has been like a great boon for corporations.
0: Yeah, they have a, a she says a truly captive
1: audience. Yeah, it reminded me of like Stephen's tweet about you know companies being like now more than ever.
0: A chance to buy our yeah. product in these uncertain times.
1: Yeah, and if you hear somebody saying in these uncertain times or now more than ever in anything less than an ironic, sarcastic tone, run for the hills because they are <laughs> ideological terrorists. My
0: worst, the most annoying um, aspect of advertising to me is the like the athleisure, the work from home in your comfortable basics emails. Yeah. Or, like, I've even seen, I think, Uniqlo doing, like, shirts you can wear up above, (laughs) sweatpants down below for your wretched little Zoom meetings.
1: Yeah. Well, you're right about what you said a couple of episodes ago about how it feels uniquely Soviet, because this was, like, the Soviet uniform. It was, like... uh, A shirt up above and track pants down below. (laughs) But I don't, you know,
0: I haven't succumbed to comfort. Yeah, you... I'm still putting on normal clothes, and I figured out how to um, do eye makeup in a slightly different way.
1: (laughs) Okay, which is what? I, like...
0: I'm instead of trying to mask my under eye circles, I'm accentuating them in a way that I think works better for me.
1: That would be cool if that was like the next trend and people use that like red correcting fluid to draw on (laughs) under eye bags versus like conceal them.
0: That's kind of what I do. I like kind of extend them past the, their normal perimeter.
1: You get like a milk studios or glossier, uh, highlighting oil and put it under your eyelids. (laughs) So I look oily and <laughs> sallow, um, but she she basically talks about all these like promotional emails uh, that are beamed out by like liberal NGOs like um, the Committee to Protect Medicare and Planned Parenthood, A- and she rails against this tendency now, this like s- pseudo casual tendency to for uh, their kind of ambassadors to sign off with their first names. Oh yeah, in solidarity. Yeah. I, I'm surprised more people aren't mad about the fact that she she says that uh, I demand a Doctor Jang, Dr. Patel or Dr. Goldstein. Uh, people are. They are. Yeah. They're mad about that.
0: Yeah, when I looked look up looked up mm-hmm. Amber Frost, there was from like the the Gwen Snyder mm-hmm. sort caucus, of Caucus, antifa, yeah. antifa antifa retard caucus. <laughs> <laughs> the mentally ill anti-fascists.
1: Yeah, whenever I think about like uh, clapping back on Twitter, I always look at the kind of bio, and if it's one of those bios that's like, Jewish, lesbian, she, her, love sushi and dogs, Medicare for yeah. all, if it lists your entire identity in your Twitter bio, there's no point in even arguing with idiots because then you like demote yourself to the level of an idiot. Um, and then, It's a good lesson to learn for sure. Yeah. And then she also talks about kind of like this, th- this promotional email that she got from N plus one, which was like the police could simply stop arresting people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is God. This is like another one of these like tendencies that's been, exacerbated from before like these carceral state abolitionists they really crack me up because I understand something like abolishing ICE which was uh, you know an agency that was created in response to like 9-11 and the Iraq war and all that stuff but how how the fuck are you going to abolish the whole prison system wholesale and the immigration system wholesale like how would you feel if some guy broke into your grandma's house and raped and robbed her (laughs) and then the police simply stopped arresting them I mean,
0: <laughs> sure. That's a, that's an extreme, extreme example, but and you know the police. I don't know. Do you think the
1: police do more harm than good? <laughs> I mean, probably on the whole, it's probably again that kind of Ivan Illich uh, uh, argument that we've reached a, a watershed or a threshold where law enforcement has become. More harmful than useful. Much like uh, science and medicine have become more harmful than useful. Yeah, I think. Yeah,
0: I mean, we are kind of in a in a watershed moment in which people are being forced to think about what like expertise means. Yeah, you know, like Dr. Fauci doesn't have the answers. No. <laughs>
1: Love Doctor Tony.
0: We don't know when this is going to end.
1: Yeah, and you know, and it's this is another one of those situations that's again been a boon for corporations in the media because, as Amber points out, there's now an entire media or journalist class that's basically manufacturing articles about the quarantine. It's a yeah. it's a, a clickbait microeconomy.
0: Some of which we'll be discussing today. Yeah. Um, which are so banal, they, they barely merit comment, but yeah. here we are.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> like maggots <laughs> <laughs> feasting on this, <laughs> the bloated corpse of the
1: <laughs> media infrastructure. Yeah, like the American empire. Um, and, and she talks about, I thought it was like a good point where she says, you know, the, the now predictable cottage industry of self help articles have emerged that paint COVID as an opportunity like for example to learn uh, new skills or read more books or whatever and mm-hmm. she says like they're not wrong it is an opportunity for them to write articles for a bunch of ac- anxious and directionless people who really wanted, who really do want some instruction on how to become your optimal you while also protecting yourself and others from a potentially deadly disease that is killing people all over the world big tech cannot hide their delight finally a true captive user base um, mm-hmm. and then she contrasts the so- sort of like core media reconsolidation with uh, the kind of like individually driven culture of social shaming. Um, interpersonally, the corporate and culture industry's obliviousness to suffering is reflected in a marked phenomenon of social shaming, which doesn't stop at insisting others wear masks, but in scolds anyone who dares admit that this isn't fun.
0: Yeah. No, the tone's very... The tone of policing is really like, what's the problem? You can't just stay in your house and stop people from dying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what many people said to me. And now I'm trapped inside, and I hope they're happy. (laughs) (laughs) I've been caged. Yeah. Um, My favorite part of Amber's essay was when she said, if you're not a brand, a sociopath, or a tyrannical personality, you likely do not enjoy this moment, and there is no way for you to trick yourself into it. You probably do not possess preternaturally waspy superpowers of denial, and you probably don't make your living churning out piping hot takes of utterly heartless professional managerial class (laughs) opportunism. So you, quote, have permission to acknowledge that you are witnessing corrosion, decline, and death.
1: yeah and I guess thanks thanks Amber yeah but that's I guess that's her big point that the, okay like we've all kind of um informally agreed to wear the masks whether we agree with it or not
0: out of I mean we're forced to we're not allowed I'm we're not allowed into stores
1: yeah you have to wear the mask now in businesses but you
0: and in the street you are you're forced to basically by kind of a a panopticon of, of social policing
1: yeah I haven't I haven't you know in full confession have not really been wearing the mask so much outside I have it on me at all times and I don it to go into businesses but you know it, it, there's so much conflicting evidence like I've read you know there's that um a photo of like Trump wearing like those high school science goggles mm-hmm. that we had to wear when we like dissected cats or frogs or whatever um and, you know, there's some evidence to suggest that, that COVID is just as easily transmissible through the eye membranes as it is yeah, through, what's like, to the sinuses. Yeah, COVID from
0: blowing right into your eye? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you have to literally dress like the invisible man. Yeah. A burka. Burka. <laughs> I've been saying this, day since Forever, the, yeah. the beginning.
1: But, you know, and Let's she-
0: just cut, cut the chase and get, a, get us all some nice, heavy burkas for, for summer. <laughs>
1: it's made of like um painter's canvas or, or like tarp have you ever worn a burqa um no I've worn a hijab mm, I bet you look nice in a hijab yeah I look I look pretty good in a hijab it, it, it suits my uh M-E-N-A features. Um but um she, she makes the point, which is also something that we've said that that like you know, while woke scold opportunists will try to leverage this crisis to their advantage and, and double down on their wokery, that people will be increasingly less receptive to it. Um, and she says if there's any silver lining to this pandemic, culturally speaking, it's that it'll disabuse everyone of the idea that it's kind to allow ourselves to be like terrorized and held hostage by, these people i think
0: that's maybe it maybe just because i personally have uh had a kind of paradigm shift or my patience is run i like can't even really entertain the the cancel culture mm-hmm. that attempts to persist anymore
1: mm-hmm.
0: well i think but i it seems to me that most people kind of are at a threshold with it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this all of this kind of social distancing, distancing and self isolation is going to break down the minute it gets warmer. People are just going to not consciously, not as any sort of political statement or act, but people are just going to get um, tired. And I don't even mean like intentionally or deliberately, but they're just going to forget to follow certain protocols. Well,
0: what do you make of the sort of the deliberate? Protests.
1: What are the deliberate? Oh, like the the kind of right wingers. Like kind of, yeah. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think that they're I think that they're kind of misfiring and uh, misdirecting their anger because they're basically kind of doing free propaganda for the opening the economy crowd. But mm-hmm. in general, they're not wrong. They resent having their lives put on hold. Yeah, They just don't and know why. And While they are, like, mis-
0: misinformed and misfiring, I think it's all just a symptom of, like, a government and a system that's really let us all collectively
1: down. <laughs> yeah, and, like, uh, you know, you can... A, a lot of the critiques against those people have the kind of whiff the odor of like Hillary's deplorables. Yeah. Like these people are uh bumpkins or rednecks or yokels. They don't know what's good they, for them.
0: They don't know what they don't know what to do if they can't go to Baskin Robbins <laughs> or whatever. Well, there's even something more sinister that I've seen happening where they the media will describe them as these kind of they'll do this fear mongering around them as if they're these like dangerous (laughs) marauding mobs Mm -hmm. that and then they'll cite like nazi paraphernalia Mm -hmm. when what the the protesters are doing is like also stupid they're they're like making they're calling the government kind of Nazis. So the reason that they have like swastikas and stuff on their signs isn't because they're Nazis, it's because they like are libertarians. Yeah. Lashing out against like a fascist
1: system, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, you make a good point. So these people are supposedly brandishing like third Reich uh symbolism on their protest collateral But they're making a critique of the state, right? Not identifying themselves.
0: No, and it's it's not even bad faith. It's like I don't know. It's willfully wrong.
1: <laughs> but it, but this, it seems to me like another, again, it's like this, you know, like this statement that I constantly repeat on this podcast that Christopher Lash made this point that, that um, a lot of what the social justice warrior leftist types think that they're fighting against valiantly and radically has already been achieved by like the uh, breakdown of cultural and social and economic norms, Due to the processes of advanced capitalism itself, the same thing goes for kind of like right-wing libertarian types, right? Mm. They think that their uh, they think that their kind of like libertarian prepper stance is original, but it's not. It's been encouraged actively by the state. All of the kind of mixed signals, mixed messages we're getting from the health authorities are basically saying, proceed at your own risk. We want you right. to shoulder all the liability. And Elon Musk opened up his factory? Yeah, he. I think he went again? from California to Texas. Oh, I see. Because I think like in, in California the the lockdown is still in effect and in Texas it isn't.
0: Probably trying to get away from Grimes because she has postpartum
1: <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that baby's so doing. let
0: go back to the Tesla factory. Um, it would
1: be cute if, like, uh, Grimes and Ali Marzella and Chloe Sevigny's babies all became playmates. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll, yeah, <laughs> become friends. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's funny because I think that this situation has allowed people more than ever, now more than ever, to project. <laughs> their kind of like atavistic hatreds onto other people. So when you see pictures of people breaking quarantine, you can project anything. I think Amanda Hess makes this point, like you see people sunbathing on the pier and you call them like out of touch elitist Brooklyn liberals Mm -hmm. or you see them kind of like hanging out outside of a stadium and you call them like deplorables or yokels or rednecks.
0: Absolutely,
1: yeah, totally. And
0: it's all this sort of frustration at mm, your own life feeling profoundly inadequate.
1: Yeah, and your, your own kind of like inability to weigh the information and take action because you're scared and you're cowed and like understandably anxious. Right. Um, the piece
0: in the New York Times about social distance shaming. Yeah. Um, that was specifically about that image that was circulating of all those gay guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, in it, they talk about how that had, yeah, the connotations of kind of liberal coastal elites, and then also sort of the general hedonistic recklessness of homosexuals mm-hmm. Im- implicitly. Yeah. Um, but that this was like a trend that's like everything else only been exacerbated by by the virus.
1: Yeah. So this is the the uh, Amanda Huss piece. Uh, social distancing shamers are watching. Um, yeah. And, and of course, it, like in the, in this piece, she makes the point that like she sees things both ways. Like sometimes she feels like the shamer and sometimes she feels like the shamed on any given day
0: yeah I mean I do feel annoyed at joggers yeah (laughs) but I guess I think I I have a hunch that I would regardless
1: yeah I feel annoyed at cyclists but I've felt annoyed at them for
0: years but the the joggers especially even though I understand if I were to jog which I wouldn't um, I understand why wearing a mask would be like a hindrance. But then I have this this hateful feeling. I think that comes from just sort of mm, a general resentment like for health mm-hmm. and the and
1: wholesomeness.
0: <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, oh, they think that they're healthy and they're doing everything right and they don't have to wear a mask like I do, they don't have to be. <laughs> they don't have to hide their adorable face behind this surgical
1: mask (laughs) yeah look I get it I feel like jogging with a like neoprene or like multi-layered like baby diaper cotton blend mask is probably really stifling and sucks and you're just like breathing your hot breath back at yourself but um getting high on your own supply of moral righteousness (laughs) but my question about joggers is like how mentally ill do you have to be to run outside in a polluted ass city like New York? Like, get a gym membership or go out to the country. Well, now they can't go to the gym. Yeah, that's true. But like this, but this trend has existed beforehand. Like, I never understood why. Like, I'd see joggers jogging on like busy roads in the East Village. It's like, why would this doesn't seem fun? First of all, you have to pause every block. Yeah, you're not even really getting a burn. Because you literally have to stop.
0: My question to them is,
1: what are they running from?
0: <laughs> you know, their own mortality, their own fat,
1: <laughs> autist inside. <laughs>
0: no, it's time to give all that up.
1: But yeah, I mean, the the whole this whole like discourse. I don't. It, it's hard to say like what's going to happen and where this is going and stuff like that. But I think like if you believe that you should proceed at your own risk you have to like you know proceed at your own risk meaning well like you know everybody's so concerned about being like a good person everybody is fundamentally everybody wants to do the right thing and be the good person and like get plaudits for it and like you know you should be kind of like honest with yourself that like in this day and age now more than ever both the government and your kind of inner psyche is telling you it's every man for himself. I think, Mm. like, the silver lining is that we're reaching kind of, like, some breakdown of social norms. The
0: social, the silver lining is uh, total structural collapse and chaos. (laughs) Is what you're saying. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, like, people could sort of myself included, you could, like, break quarantine discreetly, covertly, like, I could. Nothing is really stopping me from, you know, summoning an Uber to, like, take me to your house. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Hang out with you if I, like, really wanted to. And maybe I will, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And no one would have to know, but there is... But part of the imperative of, like, our actions having these um super meaningful social health repercussions mm-hmm. is that people feel the need to to justify them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're not it's if it was if people had truly internalized a kind of like everyone for himself mentality I feel like there would just be much more kind of discreet boundaries being crossed wait how do you mean? Like, people would be breaking core and just kind of not... Rather than taking the position that they ought to be able to or justifying it through whatever libertarian prism they see the world be, world through or, you know, or the economy or whatever. Yeah,
1: they would just do... It, again, it's like the marriage story thing. You don't want to have a voice. You want to complain about not having a voice. Or, like, the Sopranos thing. Like, everybody... Envies Tony Soprano when there's nothing enviable about his position because he breaks quarantine all the time, symbolically. Right, right. Like he's against the law, you know? Yeah. Uh, the pro- I think the problem, the kind of like cognitive dissonance, the crisis of faith that everybody's suffering is that uh, there is no... It's become, now more than ever, it's become <laughs> apparent... In these uncertain times. In these times. uncertain times, it's become apparent that there is... No authority to give you instruction Amber points this out she, she wants to be instructed even if she ends up breaking the rules later yeah. even if she doesn't follow the instructions um, it, it's like the kind of Freudian betrayal of parental authority it's not that your parents beat you or molested you it's that they were weak and stupid enough to do it <laughs> That really lets you know that you're on your own and can trust no one else but yourself. Yeah, it's that they neglected
0: to care for you properly. Yeah,
1: that's a burden to bear. Nobody wants to be on their own in that way. No. Mm. What else did Amanda Hess say in this article? I mean, I think like the, these like New York Times articles do a good job of like laying out the stakes without saying anything at all. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um
0: I thought it was interesting that I think I think she said of the forty sort of people who had been arrested for um, not following social distancing rules are black. Only one, yeah, like all of them are black, basically. Yeah. Um. And then there's like photos of cops like handing out face masks to white people as, at the same time as they're like,
1: <laughs> like Eric Garnering black people. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um paul Kupo sent me a video of like a woman being held down by a bunch of police at the in the subway for she was wearing a mask but she like wasn't wearing it properly i guess yeah um so that's you know that's an interesting uh, there's an interesting point there about the sort of internet crowd policing and like the actual policing that's like always profoundly racist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she talks about how like the kind of violence and, and, and trauma that you encounter on the internet is is totally like not the same as the actual like violence and trauma that you encounter is. But I think like a, a lot of like minorities in New York City ha- are like way ahead of the curve because cr- the curve because the uh, they don't they already know h- historically not to trust. Law enforcement Authority. Or like yeah. Experts or authorities Sure um, And they go by Their own instincts Which may be wrong I'm not saying That they're right But But there is You know At the end of the day They
0: may as well Be as right as anything The experts are telling us Truly You
1: know Yeah and it's very It's like really interesting To note what's happening Like for example On my block in Chinatown Where the police Have completely backed down Yeah there's no, like, they will, you know, this is a block that's, like, basically one of the last ungentrified blocks because it opens up to, like, a vast swath of public housing. And I'm pretty sure that the Chinese probably sell drugs to black and Hispanic people in... new thing. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a, a lotto front or whatever, but the police have basically stopped having a presence there. Right. It's just kind of... A, a crackhead kingdom. <laughs> and they've let these people kind of like rule and arbitrate as they see fit because it's not, you know, worth their while or it's too high risk or whatever. Yeah, accountability feels very low for sure. But in general, I mean, I've seen a kind of marked decline in like, at least where I'm at in law enforcement, there's way less like cop cars or cop activity because it's all like white joggers and masks
0: um um there's a police presence around here but I'm pretty close to like an NYPD lot like a parking lot or something oh yeah so maybe it feels like there's more but in general the vibe in LIC is very like authoritarian
1: yeah, but that that goes without saying because it's like basically like a company town for freelance tech workers. Yeah, who are like, and like affluent Chinese
0: submissive <laughs> citizens.
1: Yeah, who are like holding their assets in like perpetual limbo or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, should we talk about the other NYT article about dating? Yeah, about. Um, how
0: dating during corona is actually a good thing (laughs) because people are having to take things slow and engage in video chats.
1: This one is by Helen (laughs) Fisher.
0: Helen Fisher, who is an employee of Match.com, who is basically... (laughs) writing an advertisement for online dating that barely holds up.
1: Yeah, this is bonkers. She writes, but as a biological anthropologist who has spent some 40 years studying romantic love around the world and the brain circuitry of this ancient and universal passion, I've come to recognize that in some ways coronavirus has given you a gift uh, for the lowered lung capacity and a fear of other people. (laughs) Um, For the last 15 years, I've been the chief science advisor to match.com, the dating site where I've had the opportunity to collect and analyze data on singles across America. This is,
0: I mean, if that doesn't confirm that science is totally bankrupt and meaningless, I don't know what does.
1: (laughs) No, this woman is um, a walking advertisement for the total triumph of feminist affirmative action. Mm-hmm. and the total failure of institutions. She's literally admitting that she's a scientist, she's a trained scientist who will actively turn a blind eye to her oath of objectivity in order to like mm-hmm. pay service to this ideology, which is not just any ideology but it's the solutioneering ideology of capitalism
0: to tell the executives at match.com basically what they want to hear. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is on that online dating has <laughs> scientifically <laughs> virtues
1: yeah and the the kind of the solution to all manner of human and social problems is constant upgrading and optimization that preys on the anxieties and insecurities of people in in like service of turning a profit for the tech overlords well the case she
0: makes for post-covid love is that she does say that there is uh, some sort of neurological phenomenon wherein people are overwhelmed by choices, yeah, um, and in the end choose nothing. uh-huh And so in that way, part of the the marvelous gift we've been given is that it has diminished our our ability to, to make choices or to have an array of them.
1: Yeah, it's limited, it's constrained. it's introduced a real circumstantial constraint to our decision making, which is like what everyone was praying for. Like whether (laughs) religion or a pandemic, we're desperately craving for something external outside of ourselves to swoop in and limit our choices. Sure. Um, But she, you know, we can go point by point. She writes, foremost, coronavirus has slowed things down. This pandemic has forced singles to return to more traditional wooing, getting to know someone before the kissing starts. But this, again, it seems to me is, again, just exacerbating a trend that was already happening. There's this like idea that hookup culture and hookup apps, the reason that they're bad is that people um, merely meet up and fuck and then part right. ways. I bet just as many people on hookup apps and on social media in general end up in these kind of like interminable, quasi-long-distance flirtations where they get to know each other super intimately but never actually meet up. And in a way, not, you know, really
0: know each other at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- that's another, th- that's a big thing, right? Because she, she says, the next point, she says, video chats are in before COVID-19, only 6% of these singles were using video chatting to court. Now 69% of singles are open to video chatting with a potential partner, and a third already have an individual with whom they like to talk via video. And she claims this is like a positive development because it's important to kind of see and hear your partner in action, but that's also wrong because it's just as important to like feel and smell them. Right. It says nothing of
0: pheromones or... I mean, I would make the case that, uh, you know, other people are fundamentally unknowable. Yeah. <laughs> They're always a kind of phantasm onto which you project. Mm-hmm. And transfer <laughs> your childhood traumas in early relationships basically right. but i think in cutting out the biological aspect of it it's even more so yeah just a total void
1: yeah it's a narcissistic i don't think void. you can
0: get to know someone via text
1: yeah it's it's all an illusion you can start to develop like a who
0: you've never met yeah yeah
1: you can develop kind of like a warmth and intimacy for people for other people but it's not the same as having them in front of you I mean how many times have you been on a date that was like set up by friends as a blind date type scenario or like if you've used a dating app and somebody looked hot in the photo and then you meet them and you're like repulsed by them right because they're like (laughs) shrimpier in person or they're lording their considerable personal finances over you or something or you just yeah on a like a chemical level or not you can be repulsed yeah. by people yeah
0: um they give you a can give you a uti
1: <laughs> yeah you have to first just by of looking all, at you well yeah and then this is to her next point she says sex and money are out meaning that you can't exactly go and have sex with somebody and you can't and you don't have kind of like the privilege or misfortune of going on a date with them and trying to like negotiate who fronts the bill yeah but like I personally like to know in advance whether the man I'm dealing with is like chivalrous enough to
0: to buy me a vodka soda
1: yeah (laughs) I know it's like you know I'll, I'll, I'll I'll put out for much less than, like, a five-course meal or whatever, nine-course meal at, like, some Japanese tasting menu place. But it's nice to know.
0: It's the gesture and it's the the context. And that, in the end, is, like, mm, a a factor in intimacy. Yeah. And I think... Much more than seeing someone on a video chat as if and she makes the her case about seeing right like the visual information we are able to get from a video chat neglects the fact that people can completely like curate
1: everything (laughs) yeah
0: everything that they show you and communicate to you yeah you could these strangers you're (laughs) forming <laughs> meaningful relationships with could be complete and total sociopaths
1: yeah or like and you have no liars. way of knowing yeah yeah it's like everybody's lying people doctor their photos they lie about how dependent they are on their parents money like mm-hmm. um she talks about how like chit chat and small talk have become far less relevant and, and uh, instead during this pandemic singles are more likely to share more meaningful thoughts about fear and hope and get to know vital things about a potential partner's past
0: yeah see i just think the the ambient fear of death is like propelling people all deeper into fostering delusional connections with one another yeah
1: like everybody's (laughs) spilling their beans I mean like okay I've been the beneficiary of this firsthand I talk to a lot of people on the internet and everybody jumps at the chance to air their personal details to you Mm -hmm. and that's shocking to me well
0: I feel I have empathy for it because I think people are a lot of people are extremely lonely yeah and that and are suffering in an unprecedented ways.
1: Yeah, that, and are searching for advice and connection yeah. and this sort of thing. Um, but it simply isn't. Yeah, leading
0: with your fear of death doesn't make for a <laughs> for a more intimate relationship. It just makes for a kind of a more. Desperate one
1: Yeah a more accelerated one mm-hmm. um, She also says uh, Before coronavirus Many abused The new technology Of online dating Because they were faced With too many alternatives I like how this is I Just guess. a giant mouthpiece For match.com It's like a giant yeah. Promotional email um, Yeah I fail to see How this is in decline now I think people are probably Abusing dating apps m- Now more than ever Sorry well, they're just not meeting people.
0: Yeah. It's shocking slash unbelievable to me that people aren't meeting up. Yeah. I think if I was single, I absolutely would be. Yeah. I wouldn't be, like, advertising it. I guess I'd be doing it covertly, but I would find a way to fuck yeah there's no way
1: I don't buy that people aren't fucking they totally if they're not fucking it's due to like pre-existing conditions
0: if people aren't fucking they're truly cucked by life yeah I'm sure and they're, like, they're in a quarantine of their own minds from which they'll
1: never <laughs> escape no I'm sh- I'm like, like so a hundred percent sure that people on hookup apps now are like hey girl come over I have a dog and a microwave like and a mattress on yeah. the floor I'm sure people are trying to get other people to come out and fuck and I'm sure it works like most of the time if you want it to you know
0: it, yeah exactly it would be it would be
1: surprising to me yeah
0: if people's real behavior matched up with what what we think is going on
1: <laughs> yeah and I think like the it, it, it's like it, This idea that like some it it reminds me of like um, this thing that TLP said about how people's like sexual and drug addictions keep them like thwart them from doing what they really want to do in life, which is like write a TV pilot or write a book or do something like meaningful and productive with themselves. Learn how to code. Learn how to code. (laughs) That's a lie. The those addictions and afflictions provide a rationale through which it's it's a different kind of productive activity like what like being fucking sucking and fucking no being being productively unproductive gives you meaning and purpose you can postpone kind of reality indefinitely and that's what's going on you can like go on you can go in your Twitter DMs or go in your Tinder DMs and talk to somebody indefinitely and get to know them very intimately and postpone now now through reasons that are like physical and circumstantial, postpone the reality of actually meeting meeting somebody in the flesh and committing to them.
0: Yeah, and actually confronting your desires and the reality of another human being. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then she ends on this like very dystopian note about how, um, this, the virus is delaying matrimony. Yeah. As if that's and a good thing. Show
0: if you get married later, you're likely to stay married longer.
1: Again, I, I guess, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a good thing.
0: <laughs> right. Because you have less options.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're like more, and you have more skin in the game. Also, like people are delaying matrimony not because they're actually thinking about what it means to be married to another human being it's because nobody wants to get married like via zoom well yeah it, that's, that's for sure yeah nobody wants to like live stream their marriage slash beheading video <laughs> except for you yeah maybe I'll do that I'll pay all that shit <laughs> I'll get Kantbot to officiate
0: <laughs> well, speaking of matrimony, Mary Kate Olsen, oh yeah, filed for an emergency divorce. Mm-hmm. Time for the TMZ portion of the show yeah. from her French banker husband, Sarkozy, who is hot to me. He's
1: yeah. Let's talk about this because you, you find him attractive. You would. Yeah. Is he a I one would. or a zero on the binary? Like in all honesty. A one. Okay, you'd have sex with him. Yeah, I'd marry him. You'd marry him.
0: <laughs> if he's back on the market. No, I mean, I. Yeah, I wouldn't because he's a banker and probably a terrible piece of sh- French piece of shit, mm-hmm. but I. There's definitely. He definitely has a, a je ne sais quoi. Mm-hmm. He's, there's something about him. who's like. Grayish skin and heavy eyes, and I liked him and Mary Kate. I was sad to hear that things went south for them, that they couldn't yeah. make it. Because I mean, an emergency divorce, yeesh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Makes my skin crawl. I love that pic of him, his daughter, and Mary Kate hanging out together, the same, height. <laughs> the same yeah. height and like the same weight. They like, can swap clothes.
0: And there's lots of. I looked at. Um, several slideshows on gossip websites of like the better days of MK and Sarkozy and like them at basketball games and I feel like they did have a kind of a nice a nice love
1: hi Eli he just threw my cigarettes in the trash um uh, that's okay I'm gonna go retrieve them I'm gonna go dumpster (laughs) diving for my American spirits Anna's in trouble. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Um, wait, can I pee? Eli's gonna file for an yeah, emergency
0: divorce. Yeah, he's gonna divorce. file for an
1: emergency divorce. He's kick me <laughs> yeah. out. Kick me and sister to the curb. Uh, yeah, go pee. Yeah, I'll be right back.
0: What about you, Sarkozy? Zero or one on the binary?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good
0: question. He doesn't do it for He doesn't for do you. it for that's
1: me. It's weird. I, he looks. I was telling you, he looks like a Welbeck character, and she looks like Welbeck in drag. Maybe it's the height disparity between them. Yeah, he seems he- that I
0: I imagine he would make me feel small and.
1: <laughs> um, I I mean, I am kind of tempted by him on some level because this does seem like a guy who would objectify and degrade you. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: on a pile of euros from <laughs> from the bank he works yeah. at or whatever. <laughs>
1: From like the IMF
0: um, I think I He seems yeah moral Yeah
1: he, he, he seems like a terrible depraved Racist chauvinistic pig Which I guess is, is Are all qualities I like in a man I don't know Also known as marriage material yeah, French um, <laughs> But um, I guess the, the scoop Is that he's Trying to kick her out of their New York apartment one, yeah. one of their New York apartments because they have like many
0: and so she's filing for the emergency divorce to
1: gain leverage and some kind of I think it sounds bad I think it she sounds, wants to freeze the marital assets so that he can't um dispossess her and also make her homeless of her of her olson fortune i i like, right. like the idea of mary kate olson being homeless is pretty funny because she already looks homeless <laughs> totally she's got all those blankets ready to go <laughs> she looks like a bad lady i really like th- the olsons have like this really kind of like crazy magnetism and they have a lot of sway over like new york e-girl art thoughts for some reason maybe because the the, the row yeah because we. well the row is weird because it's like the clothing of the row is for like older gallery director women it's not anything we would wear it's no it's very dignified and stately it's it's not really anything that the olsons would wear either it's like for tall scandinavian women though i guess they are it's interesting they are scandinavian technically they're like the shortest scandinavians they are olsen i think that's like a swedish name right
0: that makes sense
1: yeah um
0: Anyway, it sounds bad. Yeah, it sounds Do you think the pressures of corona have have ripped apart their marital bliss?
1: No, I'm sure it has to do with the fact that they probably didn't like each other for many years. Hmm. I wonder what the appeal was. My question is like aren't the Olsen twins worth like 150 million dollars? They're worth a lot of yeah. money. Yeah.
0: They're very, yeah have they been a- i don't think she married him for his money that's for sure
1: yeah it must be nice to be that rich you don't actually have to marry anybody for money i'm gonna i'm gonna google this olson net worth I, what i don't understand also is can't mary kate just post up in a hotel if you- can't she go stay with her twin sis ashley yeah get the gang back together? I think that's what she did. She went, she absconded to some like, um, man's upstate. They're, they're, yeah. uh, according to, um, uh, the internet, they're worth a hundred million, which is like 50 million less than I thought they were worth. But still, that's not bad. Yeah. Mary, sizable. Mary Kate has her own money. So, okay. So, um, there, um, yeah,
0: I think she's trying to protect her bag. From the devious Sarkozy. Her giant
1: Birkin bag <laughs> that she can fit in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess the court denied their um, petition or her petition for an emergency divorce saying that only essential filings are being accepted due to the global pandemic. That's pretty crazy because does that mean that nobody can get divorced now even if you wanted to? fuck yeah i don't know
0: i think you i don't know what's an essential filing
1: yeah you would think that getting divorced from somebody you hate and who you can't stand to be around who's trying to take all your money and deprive you of comfort would be like an emergency procedure yeah but maybe it's
0: they they there's just an understanding that the stakes aren't high enough she's not like a battered woman or anything yeah as far as we know as far as we know yeah she should have went with that yeah I imagine yeah separations and divorces aren't a real
1: priority right now yeah now more than ever people are chomping at the bit to separate and divorce she
0: should infect him with covid
1: (laughs) yeah he he'd probably actually make it he probably has the kind of physical constitution of a homeless person because he's been drinking and doing drugs his whole life (laughs)
0: yeah he'd survive I rem- uh, she'll never she'll never be rid of him
1: yeah i like i miss the, the kind of days of the olsen heyday when it was like the beatrice inn and like the misfits or the misshapes the misshapes that like dj trio uh i don't know i'm <laughs> it's like a little bit of new york lore and it was like people who there's like a whole professional class of people whose only job is to sit courtside at fashion shows right they were of that of that of that ilk, case. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Maybe I mean maybe COVID will give them a marvelous gift in trapping them in a failing marriage, and they'll work it to out. Like
1: <laughs> the disgraced <laughs> banker half brother of the f- disgraced former leader of France. I know. I think I like uh, the um, other Sarkozy more. Nikolai. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're both, they could both get it.
1: Yeah, at the same time. They're both pretty decrepit. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool um, if, like, the Olsen twins each married one of the brothers. Yeah, Ashley's very off the grid. Yeah. You don't hear much about her. No, she she seems like a Virgo. What's, what's the sign of the Olsen twins? Well, they'd both be Virgos. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> it's funny that they have their own wikipedia entries they shouldn't june 13th i don't know what that is uh
0: that's a cancer
1: Mm. i don't
0: know it's a gemini Uh, okay oh
1: Oh, twins twins. yeah cute cute. (laughs) (laughs) um any is there anything else (laughs) Are we, we're like really running out of steam on this one. I don't know. Is there anything else? We've done like an hour, an hour, 10. Is there anything else that's going on? I don't think so.
0: Scouring the, oh, Jeffrey Bezos is said to become a a trillionaire. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. (laughs) What did I say? You said Jeffrey. Jerry. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, it's Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey
1: Seinfeld. (laughs) Okay. I read that that news was fake. It's oh, fake news. Okay. I think he has quite a way to go. I think thanks it's thanks for setting It's me based yeah. on some like old study that said he was slated to become a trillionaire by like twenty twenty six. And I think okay. I think his net worth has, has jumped up from one hundred twenty five billion to one hundred forty three thanks to all of Amazon's predatory of practices and market cornering during the
0: So they're um yeah. They're preying on people's class-based resentments to perpetuate fake news got
1: it yeah but people I mean people love to like complain about uh Jeff Bezos and for good reason but I I think he's pretty far off from becoming a trillionaire I think well that's good at least (laughs) I don't know I mean I think like after a while it's like marginal what's the difference Mm. between a billionaire and a trillionaire you can buy a slightly bigger slice of the world economy, but either way, you're peerless, yeah. unparalleled. Yeah, and you should be decapitated. Yeah. Um, no, it reminded me of that thing that people were talking about like um, that, that article that was like a postmortem of the DSA that was like four years too late. Like the, the DSA should have been like exposed and debunked in 2016 when it uh, swelled in membership. There was no reason right. for it to go on, but people were like running with the statistic that's very salacious and, and self-satisfying that like a third of DSA members make $100,000 or more a year. Yeah,
0: that all seemed, I don't know, like a lot of data I didn't want to parse through. I sort of uh, ignored it, but it sort of sparked another... Conversation about who gets to speak for the working class.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you have, but you, I forgot where I read this. I think somebody posted it on the sub. But there's plenty of people, not a ton of them, but there's more than five people who basically come from culturally working class origins who are now uh, economically upper middle class. Like the statistic doesn't really say anything about the mores or mores or values. Of the DSA, it's a correct implicit proxy statistic for the, for the actual values of the DSA, right? I guess so. Yeah. Which is like annoying. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, I don't know. I
0: I have I don't care about the yeah. DSA I don't anymore. either. I don't care. About, I've I'm over it. They can. <laughs> They can have their little organization if they want.
1: Yeah, I think now I'm retiring from politics. <laughs> You're retired. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about joining the DSA? Never, right?
0: Um, I think I maybe signed up for a DSA LA mm-hmm. mailing list or something when I was was living there, and I subscribed to Jacobin magazine in the in the early 2017s. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I wouldn't I didn't I'm not
1: gonna fucking go to a DSA meeting. I think Look the better. boss move would be to join the DSA now.
0: <laughs> and take power while they're down. Time to take control. Yeah. yeah. For the for the red brown allegiance. Yeah,
1: just suddenly throw a rose emoji up into your handle. <laughs> yeah. Like out of the blue. Start purity policing. Yeah. Ugh. Well, is there anything else is there anything left I don't think so I'm sad that that first 15 minutes got uh, swallowed up where I called Tara Reid the Janice Soprano of uh, American I politics <laughs> and we just made some
0: um, cavalier remarks about domestic abuse mm-hmm. but another
1: day yeah We'll we'll shelve that. I'm sure there'll be. (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be in like three, two, one a New York Times article about how domestic abuse is up during the quarantine, which it probably is. And it's
0: actually a marvelous yeah. gift that <laughs> will build resilience. Anything can be spun as a as a gift by these wretched scientists.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. That's like the most psychotic thing. It's like we've learned now uh, in at least the last four years, but really in the, since we reached this new millennium, that like literally anything can be branded as a positive. Yeah. By including <laughs>
0: a horrible plague. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, my point is that we should avoid trying to characterize anything as broadly positive or broadly negative because everything just is. Very well said, yeah. very Zen. Yeah, <laughs> the things are neither bad nor good.
0: It's just, uh, yeah. A roller coaster of life.
1: <laughs> do you th- uh, how, do you think we'll still be in core by um, Halloween? Because I do want to put on God. a stupid co- costume.
0: I have no, I have no predictions. I'm mentally preparing for basically two years in and out of core. Okay, that's with like, that's a good, you know that's a good standard rule of thumb that's like what i'm so that i don't get too too devastated or optimistic that's the semi-arbitrary number i've set for myself but who knows what halloween will will be like
1: just like picture everyone wearing stupid costumes on zoom
0: I've, I've said it before. i will say it again. I think the most retarded thing is yet to come. Yeah. I think we'll be, I think we'll be surprised.
1: Well, actually, <laughs> your prognosis was already proven right because this happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I have a feeling, with the election cycle or something, you know, something really, really retarded is gonna go down, and you're not gonna want to miss. <laughs>
1: My prediction is that you're gonna marry the the younger Sarkozy <laughs> On Zoom. Yeah.
0: Sorry, all sons. Yeah. Um see you see now. You now.